Welcome to the Barry Trammell Show. Brian Newberry, a Westmore High School graduate, just completed his first season as the head football coach at the Naval Academy, and it's quite the wild time to be leading the midshipmen. NIL and the transfer portal would seem to mostly affect Navy just one way, adversely. We'll talk to Newberry about coaching one of America's teams. But first, let's thank our sponsors for supporting the Barry Trammell Show. Next Generation Roofing, Weedman Lawn Service, FireLakeJobs.com, Oklahoma's Ford Dealers, Oklahoma's 988 Helpline, and Two Fellas Moving. I like helping people move. It's one of my few talents, but I'm the oddball. And that's where Two Fellas Moving comes in. Two Fellas offers free, no-strings quotes for your move. With over 20 years' experience, they've pretty much moved it all. And their services don't end at moving. Need to do some remodeling or spring cleaning? They have you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellas.com for your free quote today. And we welcome in Brian Newberry, head football coach at the Naval Academy, just completed his first season with the midshipmen. And tell us, Brian, Navy's such a tradition-rich place. What's it like coaching football, head football coach at Navy? Well, I tell you what, I, th- I think I get one of the best jobs in the country. You know, I've always thought these academy jobs were great jobs just because of, you know, the quality of young men that you get to coach on a daily basis, uh, the mission of the academies, um, you know, what these young men are going to go on to do to have an opportunity to uh, to pour into those guys and, and to help them become better leaders that you know are going to go out and, and lead men and women and serve a country is uh, you know, a great responsibility uh, and a really a privilege at the same time. I think when you look at this current football uh, climate right now with the portal and the NIL and all things that are going on, uh, we're a little bit sheltered for some of that stuff. So it's nice not to have to deal with that. You know, I've got friends that are coaching uh, different schools all over the country. It's uh, it's an exhausting and a frustrating time uh, for a lot of guys, but uh, we're we're still truly a, a developmental program here. Uh, you know, the guys that you come in with as a freshman are the guys that you're most likely going to graduate with as a senior and go on to serve with. And there's there's a lot of value in that uh, to me. Is the the NIL and the portal, of course, is the, all the rage uh, turning the sport upside down? Um, this is uh, Navy is not a place you transfer into. Wouldn't seem to be a place where guys are chasing NIL. Is there a downside to it uh, in Annapolis, though? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously we don't take transfers here uh, unless they're a freshman, and that's very rare that we would do that. But, you know, the, the downside is if you, if you lose uh, a player in the portal, you can't you can't replace them. Uh, but we've been very fortunate. I think the kind of young man that comes to school here understands it's about more than football. Uh, we, we've had some guys that have had opportunities to leave and, and – uh, have stayed here because they, they value the degree of the Naval Academy. They want to serve their country. And uh, so and we, we feel a little bit, uh, and there's some positives with the portal right now too. I think one in particular is we're, we're starting to be able to recruit a little high, higher caliber player coming out of high school because uh, those guys aren't getting as many opportunities as, as they used to. So uh, there's certainly some pros and cons to it. When you look at um, recruiting for Navy, um, you've been there a few years, defensive coordinator, now head coach. Is it, it has the has the sales pitch changed 
or has it always been service, service, service? And by the way, you get to play, uh, you get to play some good football too. Yeah, no, I don't think it's changed. I think the, the one thing that um, that we we started to use in our in our pitch is that hey, uh, we're not going to go on the portal and try to out recruit you. You know, this is this is truly a developmental program. Um, you know, you're going to build relationships and, and and a bond here with with your brothers. It's going to last you the rest of your lifetime. You know, anywhere else in the country, it's it's semester to semester, not even year to year anymore. Or where people are flipping their entire roster, I think it becomes really hard to build a culture and. Uh, a team that that, that truly uh, cares about one another and is bought into each other, trusts each other, loves each other, and so that's a big selling point for us. You know, not just the players, but with the with their families as well. Of course, uh, you grew up in Oklahoma City. You know this part of the country. Um, you know uh, the Dallas Cowboys call themselves America's team, but most Americans, uh, when uh, when they whittle it down, America's teams are, are Army and Navy. You guys play that second Saturday in December every year. You were the head coach this past December. What was it like being the head coach in an Army Navy game? Yeah, well, there's nothing like that that game. I'll tell you that, Barry. And I, I try not to think about it from a head coach perspective. As far as uh, you can get caught up in that part of it, and the, and the moment gets bigger than it than it should. But um, it's just a phenomenal. Um, honor and privilege to coach in the game and to be a part of it there's just there's nothing like the feeling you get walking on the field just the the pride and the, and the, the patriotism and, and that game is more than more than a game it's a celebration you know of, of our men and women and, and the armed forces and uh but there's there's nothing quite like it you know my first experience was 2019 as a defensive coordinator you know i remember i was i was in the press box and you know, i'm trying to scribble down notes in the first drive of the game and i, and I can't read my handwriting that's how big of a deal that it is for us and uh but yeah it's um tremendous honor to lead our team on the field in that game but uh there you're right Barry. there's there's nothing like that game tell us a little bit we read about it we you know we talk to people about it but the the daily rigors of a of a navy football player what's what's required of these guys from before sun up to uh after sundown uh, what what do do the academies demand of of the guys who choose to play football in Annapolis sure. and uh, in uh, in West Point? Yeah, well, I think to play Division One football in itself is is dang near a full time job, and then you've got uh, a very serious academic load. You know, our guys are in in class all day long. Uh, then you have the military obligations on top of that. Of course, our our players can't be at every military obligation. Uh, that we have, so some of those things they get out of. Uh, but when they're out of those, they're they're doing something related to football. So it's sun up to sundown for these guys. Obviously, have to organize their time very well, and and we have to be sensitive to that. And uh, you know, we get in and get out, get our work done, try to work smarter, uh, not harder, and be really efficient with with what we do, what we ask them to do, and understanding if they have a lot on their plate. Uh, it's important to me that that uh, you know the the best part of their day is when they come over to the football building. I want this to be a want-to environment, not a have-to environment. And, uh, that doesn't mean we're not going to do hard things in our program, but uh, we want them to enjoy coming over here every day. In your five years at, at the academy, uh, have you seen the the response from prospective recruits change? Uh, is uh, the, the kids you talk to trying to trying to uh, persuade them to come to Navy is? Is the reception the same, you think, in the last five years, or has the chaos 
changed the the uh, what what you're seeing out of recruits? Yeah, I think it's certainly a, a discussion. You know, I think a lot of that comes up with the parents, uh, but I, I haven't seen it change uh, tremendously. Uh, Barry, you know, it's, it's always a concern, particularly with, with the moms and things that are going on in the world, and what you know, what we're going to ask their sons to do. Um, but no, it, you know, it hasn't really changed. You know, I'd say that you know, probably ninety percent of the players that we recruit. Uh, don't have military history in their family and, and never even considered serving necessarily until we started recruiting them. And, you know, it's good for us to get on a young man early on in the process, uh, to get them on campus, to get around our players. There's a lot of misconceptions about the the day-to-day at the academy, a lot of misconceptions about what they do, you know, when they graduate and when they commission. So it's important for us to, to give players and their, their parents as much information as we can. And uh, typically when we can get the moms uh, to drop their shoulders a little bit and understand what that looks like, you know, the better chance we have to recruit young men. Let's uh, let's go back. Uh, let's go back to the 1980s. You're growing up in Oklahoma City. You go to Westmore High School. You play for Wayne Estes. You guys make the state championship game in '91. That memorable showdown with Putnam North. Mike Little's great team, and uh, the Panthers stop you on a on the last play of the game. A quarterback sneak. You're playing quarterback. You don't get in. You've finished state runner-up. What What are your memories of, of being a Westmore Jaguar? Uh, you know, really nothing but great memories. And I had some reason I got into coaching was because of my high school coaches. You know, Wayne Estes certainly being one of those guys. Uh, we had a bunch of tremendous coaches on that staff. David Jones, who's still coaching in Texas. Uh, Todd Dilbeck, I uh, think was in administration now. Everett Mahaney was our defensive coordinator. Uh, Jeff Adams coached me in the secondary. What you know, the, the reason I got into coaching is because of the impact that those guys had on me. It was an exceptional staff. You know, we were a new program. So to go to the state championship, I think it was the fourth year that Westmore uh, had existed, uh, was a big deal. And if you remember, Barry, we got in the playoffs with, a, I think, a 5-5 five and five record. Uh, kind of peaked late. And, uh, you know, Jeff Frazier was part of that team. Obviously a really good player that, that played at Oklahoma. And, uh, but, no, it was a lot of fun and, and nothing but great memories. You know, that, that particular play you mentioned earlier still kind of haunts me a little bit. Uh, but, you know, you you learn from that kind of adversity and, and uh, you, you learn not to be afraid of failure and, and to accept that. You know, the thing we talk about in our program all the time is, you know, being the best version of ourselves. And, and I think that team was that. And uh, although we fell short, I think we all had a lot to be proud of and uh, nothing but great memories. You sign with Baylor. You go down and, and play uh, your entire career for the Bears. In the Southwest Conference, of course, uh, you signed on and played a couple of years with, uh, for Grant Taft, who's, yep. a, uh, of course, one of the uh, pillars of college football coaching. What, no question. What did you get out of your Baylor University experience? Yeah, no, great experience. You know, uh, Grant Taft, I was a part of his last recruiting class, so I was only with him uh, for a year, Barry, and then it was, it was Chuck Reed after that. And, you know, several coaching changes, uh, you know, one serious injury and a couple of minor ones. Uh, the football piece of things, you know, to be honest, was was a little bit frustrating for me, uh, but but learned a ton from it. Yeah. And it wouldn't be who I am today without having gone through some of that adversity and those experiences and think I'm a better coach for, for having gone through that. But, uh, you know, obviously a wonderful school, great memories, uh, you know, still have friends that I went to school with that keep in, in contact. My best friend was my roommate there at, at Baylor. So wonderful experience around a lot of great coaches and a lot of great people and uh, nothing but great things to say about Baylor. You said you were inspired to be a coach by by that Westmore staff of mm-hmm. Wayne Estes. 
was that always the goal, always the plan? Hey, when you got to Baylor, hey, I want, I want to keep going in football and be a coach after I graduate? Yeah, no, it, it, it really wasn't. I mean, I was the first person on either side of my family to graduate from college. So it's, it's not something that we talked about a lot growing up. You know, it's funny, when, when I got there, I thought maybe I wanted to be pre-med. I think I had a 3-0 my first semester and going to my, my counselor, and she said, son, you're not a pre-med guy. So uh, I, I got squashed pretty quick. Um, then I kind of floated around for the next two years trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I uh, didn't know for sure, and, and uh, then reflected back to those days and the impact my coaches had on me. And so I was a secondary education major. thought maybe I wanted to coach and teach in high school. Uh, did my student teaching, thought maybe I don't want to do that, maybe want to coach in college. And so, um, you know, took a year off uh, while I was doing that, was looking for a graduate assistantship. You know, I thought I'd kill two birds kind of with one stone. But but no, I didn't grow up necessarily wanting to be a coach. Uh, I kind of I kind of fell into it because I wasn't sure what else to do, to be honest with you. And, and when I did my, my graduate assistantship, I kind of fell in love with it. And, um, you know, as you know, if you, if you look at my track record, kind of came up the hard way, bounced around, had a lot of different jobs, at different levels, with a lot of different responsibilities. And, um, you know, to be a head coach, you know, truthfully for me, was never the end goal or even the end all be all. You know, I love being a coordinator. That's what I've done the majority of my career. I love the game planning, love the strategy behind that, love coaching a room. Uh, to, so to have this opportunity really, you know, truthfully beyond my wildest dreams and I was very fortunate and, and very lucky to be in this, this situation. You, you talked about that coaching odyssey. Uh, here's uh, what might be the full list. Southern Arkansas, Washington and Lee, Lehigh, Elon, Sewanee, Northern Michigan, Kennesaw State. And in 2019, you land as the Navy defensive coordinator. How was, was getting to the Division I level uh, a goal? Or was were you just enjoying the ride, and and that's where the waves took you? You know, I think it was always uh, appealing to me. It was always in the back of my mind, but it, it, you know, it was it was never uh, never the end goal. You know, I, when I was at Northern Michigan, I was I was content. I was happy where I was at. I was enjoying coaching, and I've always believed, you know, be be where your feet are and do the best job you can, and 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 good things happen. But I've enjoyed every every stop, you know, that that I've had, and, and just tried to focus on the job that I was doing, and. The Kennesaw State uh, opportunity kind of came out of nowhere. You know, where I was there and we started that program with Brian Bohannon, who did a tremendous job there. And then uh, and, and the same thing with Navy. You know, we, we did well there at Kennesaw and got the thing going pretty quickly and, and played pretty good defense. And then, you know, it took a guy like, you know, Coach Niamata Lolo uh, to take a chance on, on on the come from Kennesaw State. Um, you know, a guy that not a lot of people had heard of and, you know, forever grateful for him uh, doing that. And uh, so that's, that's, that's how it all kind of came about. But, you know, never, you know, I was 70 years ago, my wife and I drove up this direction from Kennesaw um, to see her dad in Lewis, Delaware, and stayed in Annapolis for the night. Uh, There's a bridge across the water here. We stood on, looked over the campus and thought, man, what, I told her, what, a, what an awesome place that would be to work one of these days. And, you know, 70 years later, I'm, I'm sitting in this chair, which is, is, is pretty surreal. We, uh, you know, I was blessed to uh, visit Annapolis a few years ago. It is a lovely place. What do you like about Annapolis, Maryland, and the Naval Academy in terms of just in terms of just livability and workability? Sorry, Barry, you cut out there on me for a second. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was able to visit <clears throat> Annapolis uh, a few years ago, and uh, just thought yes. it was a gorgeous. Is it? 
Is it? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. I'll start. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I will. No problem. A few years ago, my wife and I were blessed to visit Annapolis and just thought it was a gorgeous place. Uh, what do you like about Annapolis in terms of uh, the the uh, livability and the workability at the Naval Academy? Sure. No, it's, it's a great place to live. You know, I, I pinch myself every day, you know, driving into work, uh, parking along the water down here. There's there's uh, obviously you're in the capital of Maryland. There's a lot to do in town, a lot of great food. Um, you're, the proximity to, to Baltimore and, and D.C., um, you know, it's, it's a great place to live. You like being on the water. It's a tremendous place to live. And, um, you know, obviously working here at the Naval Academy uh, with the, the kind of young men that I get to work with every day and, 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 the, and the coaches and the support staff we have here, it's just a tremendous place. You know, my, my wife's mom and dad live, you know, within two hours of here. So, you know, being from Oklahoma, being a long way, you know, from my family, it's nice to have them close by. So it's a, it's really a perfect situation, you know, for us. What, uh, you know, the first year at Navy didn't go the way you would have uh, preferred it. What what do you see as the uh, as the prospects for Navy football going forward? Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm I'm super optimistic uh, moving forward. I think you know we, I saw an article the other day with you know, listed the top you know returning production schools in the country. I think we were in the lower 30s. So we've got a lot of young men coming back. We've we've been a really young football team the last two years, and um, you know, I think we were really close uh, at times this year. You know, if, if we're just a little bit better offensively. Uh, and it's a seven, eight win season, probably. And, and you go to a bowl game and you feel pretty good about the initial season. And uh, but there's there's a ton of optimism uh, and energy in our program right now. Our, our players know that we're close. And, um, you know, you, you go back to 20 and, and, and COVID really, you know, really set us back. You know, not, not to make excuses for the last few years, but it was a tough year. We lost half a class. We don't redshirt here. We don't turn players back for a fifth year. And so we've been, we've been playing against, you know, veteran football teams. Um, th this year included, you know, even even the other two of service academies, uh, heavy senior laden teams with, with fifth year players, and, and we didn't go that route. So, uh, I think that's going to pay off for us, Barry, uh, in the near future. I really, I really do. Uh, really excited about Drew Cronick coming in as our offensive coordinator. I think he's a tremendous offensive mind. I think he understands, and knows what it takes to win here at the Naval Academy. Um, and you know, we've we've played good defense here uh, for the last five years. And that won't change, obviously. But no, I'm I'm extremely optimistic. Uh, things don't happen overnight. It's, it's a process, and we got to do a great job of developing our players that come in here and uh, in this for the long haul. I want to build this thing to last. And, and you know, for us to go to a bowl game, for us to win that CIC every year, compete for a conference title is uh, is a very realistic goal for us. I expect us to do those things. Talk about the new offensive coordinator. Um... Army has, uh, in some ways, gone away from the triple option. Um, what What do you see as the future of of the offense that that you guys uh, have have sort of maintained over the years? Most of college football has gone away from from the triple option. Navy and Army have have kept it alive. What yeah. what What's Navy's future with the triple option? Sure. Well, I think Army's going back to it. If they got away from it for a year and decided that wasn't the way to go. Um, oh, so, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, there, obviously, you know, there, there's a formula to win at, at the Academy's Barry. And, and for us, we, we have to be able to run the football. We have to be able to possess the ball. Um, 
limit limit our, our opponent's offensive possessions, take care of the football, not beat ourselves, play great defense. But everything starts with us having the ability to run the ball. Um, and, you know, what we're going to do offensively is going to be different than I think any, any other FBS team in the country with Coach Chronic. You know, he's got a, a background in a, a hybrid or millennial wing tee. We're going to incorporate some triple option stuff into that uh, along with some gun stuff. So it's going to be unique and different. As you know, we, we have to have a niche in everything that we, we do here and give our players as much of an edge as we can um, from Nexus and O's standpoint um, to be unique and different on defense, offense, and special teams, and, and make sure the teams uh, really struggle to prepare to play us, especially in a, in a, in a short week. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's important. You know, what we do is really important, but how we do it uh, is what's going to separate us and help us win football games uh, with our intangibles. Uh, so, we got to be able to run the football is the bottom line, and everything's going to stem off of that. Last question. Um, a lot of Americans, when they watch Navy or Army play, and particularly the Army-Navy game, they, they get uh, fairly emotional when they hear the fight songs. I've, for 40 years, I've been saying the best fight song in America is Anchors Away. And when you, when you hear the fight songs or you go through the pomp and circumstance and you're standing on the sidelines before a game. As a coach, are you able to sort of put that aside and and keep the task at hand, or do you take a minute and sort of and, and sort of revel in the emotion and the uh, just just the magnificent uh, of it all of being the Navy football coach and being a part of such a great tradition? Yeah, I think for for me, it's it's a a, a very brief moment of gratitude. You know, before that game starts, and to soak it in and give myself five minutes, um, to, to just like I said, just to have some gratitude for being a part of it, the magnitude of it, try to soak in, you know, the, the pageantry of it, and then at the end of the game, you know, especially when when we sing second and we're singing that song, that, that's when the emotions, you know, and uh, really really come out of me, and that's when, you, you know, I've shed a tear a couple of times in that game, just just all the things that you go through, that being the final game of your season, you know, if you're not going to a bowl game and just, just how big of a deal it is for our players, you know, to see the, the joy on their face. Uh, there, there's nothing like winning that game, Barry, and, there, and there's, there's nothing worse than losing it, you know. And uh, so, it, but it's always emotional. But you, you try to take it in and have gratitude for it uh, before, and uh, you kind of let it all hang out, you know, afterwards. We can tell you this, Brian: an entire state, uh, the state of Oklahoma, is pulling for you, supporting you, pulling for the midshipmen of Navy. And uh, very proud of, of what you've done and what you're doing. So thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Barry. I really appreciate that. It's good catching up with you. Thanks a lot. Brian Newberry, the Navy football coach. Remember, thanks for joining the Barry Trammell Show. But remember, you can now access us via the Sellout Crowd app. Just go to the App Store and search Sellout Crowd. And if this is your first time hearing or watching the show, be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review. You can read me every day at barrytrammell.com, across social media, and on selloutcrowd.com. Talk to you next week.